You're listening to The Local Maximum, episode 196. Time to expand your perspective. Welcome to The Local Maximum. Now, here's your host, Max Sklar. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. You have reached another Local Maximum. Joined today by Aaron. How you doing? Good as always. This is another late night chat. And I couldn't focus at all today because I did, I, you know, I went to the gym for the first time in a long time. I know we're not supposed to get into banter at the beginning because people are going to always say, <laughs> when you get to the meat, but in the, what is this, morning radio? But I'm sorry, I've got to get into this stuff. Well, it is technically morning. Yes, yes. It's very late in the morning, isn't it? Or late in the early, in the I don't even know. <laughs> um, time is a flat circle. Yeah, no, I joined this new gym in town in Salem, New Hampshire. And I, I did one of the courses today after a, a while and um, kicked my ass. I'll say that. I thought I was fine going through it, but then it was just the rest of the day that um, that was a little off. And then, as you know, I have a lot of things to take care of around the, uh, around the house, which, um, you know, the, the bedroom's all musky and the, the table chairs wobble. I, I don't know what to do. So I'm not... I guess I'm not uh, very good at the um, the uh, home engineering type uh, aspect of uh, Bits and building pieces. stuff. Yeah, yeah well, I'm trying. I'm trying. All right. So today's going to be, well, it's going to be maybe one of our, our news update shows, which, you know, we'll go through uh, several stories one after the other and react. That's always fun. I looked at the tech news in the New York Times this month. It is a bore. Uh, so my takeaway from the New York Times is that there's a lot on social media censorship in foreign countries, and that's bad because of censorship. And then there's a lot of lack of censorship in this country leading to misinformation, and that's also bad. So that was my takeaway from the New York Times. Um, and I also- thought, I thought everything was awesome. Yeah. Also, I realized that there's no actual tech in the tech news. It's just about the big tech companies, which is important stuff. We talk about it a lot. But you know, isn't there supposed to be like real technology that they're- they're talking about sometimes. I don't know. I would have hoped so. Sometimes, yeah. Okay. okay. It's 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 very much the business of tech. I right, think has right, right. been more the focus there. But yeah, I don't know how that compares to uh, yeah standard expectations. So anyway, I I went to the science section instead. Still in the New York Times. This is the only one from the New York Times. I promise. I do check their pages because sometimes there's a a gem in there, and this one's somewhat amusing. Uh, this is from. This is a story about the Vikings. Yes, yeah, it's our friend the Vikings, because we've already done an episode on the Vikings, I think. Last time we spoke about them. Not the Minnesota Vikings, but, was but these are Canadian Vikings, right? Episode 138. Well, um, immigrants to Canada. Well, but the, the ones we spoke about in episode 138 was that it was a study on their DNA and how like diverse they are. Right. And for some reason, there is this recent cultural interest in the Vikings. I'm not sure why... There was a book that was recently published called Viking Heart by Arthur Herman that I believe is getting some traction. Uh, and so I don't, I, I mean, um, the uh, epic rap battles just had one featuring a Viking. So I, I see Vikings everywhere. I don't know if that's a coincidence or if there's actually some interest in it recently. I, I haven't been seeing it that uh, much. And, okay. and I almost thought that Vikings were kind of past their prime because there, there was some, uh, television shows that were very Viking centric, um, but they've, they've more or less run their course at this mm. point. So I, yeah, I, yeah. I thought we were past that, but maybe we're going to see a Viking revival. Right, right. Well, I think it's more um, historical interest in the Vikings now. Um, 
but uh, more more of a kind of learning about them type sense. But uh, anyway, uh, this is about you know figuring out when the Vikings actually made it to Canada, which we know that there was a settlement in Newfoundland. Um, just reading from the articles, six decades ago, a husband and wife team of archaeologists discovered the remains of a settlement on the windswept northern tip of Newfoundland. The site's eight timber-framed structures resemble Viking buildings in Greenland, and archaeological artifacts found there, including a bronze cloak pin, are decidedly Norse in style. Scientists now believe that this site, known as, and this is in French, so I'll try my best, uh, Lonzo Meadows, Lonzo Meadows, was inhabited by Vikings who came from Greenland. To this day, it remains the only conclusively identified Viking site in the Americas outside of Greenland. So it's surprising that the Vikings would uh, give a French name to their settlement. Well, no, I, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, that, that was in this. They uncovered the sign and it was like, uh, you know, well, anyway. Uh, Vive la France. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but, um, I love how this show goes from like, just sort of, um, you know, hyper intellectual where I'm just going over some math thing to like, just goofing around, which is, uh, I guess the mood we're in today. Um, but anyway, this is actually very, you're going to learn some serious stuff in this, in this article. I promise I'm going to, I'm going to continue. All right. So they didn't know when, uh, the Vikings were in Canada. And that's kind of very interesting. Like how long ago did they arrive? You know? So, um, according to, um, some, uh, uh, paper recently published, uh, Wednesday in nature, scientists presented what they think are new answers to this mystery by analyzing the imprint of rare solar storms in tree rings from wood found at the site. Scientists have decisively pinned down when Norse explorers were in Newfoundland they did their calculations. It came out to AD 1021, exactly a thousand years ago. This is this is, this is very convenient. It's, I, what does that make you uh, oh, doubt it? Or it, it, it raises a question. <laughs> of, like I, I know with radiocarbon dating, which is which is not exactly what this is, um, but but I would imagine it's in a similar vein. Uh, that, that there's a uh, a degree of certainty that goes along with that, uh, and yeah. and so I. Not not knowing much about the details of of this method they're using, uh, I'm I'm curious we'll if they were actually able to nail it down to a a particular actual you know year plus or minus one, or if they were to be able to get it you know within twenty years and uh, it just was convenient to round it to a nice even thousand since we are in the year twenty twenty one. Well, so if 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 you dive into this and I, and I learned about this thing, it's called there, there's they don't actually know where the ring starts. They have to line it up with some known events. And there's something called the Miyake event. Also, if you go on Wikipedia, it's called the, the Charlemagne event because it's something that happened in the year 775, 775. There was some kind of event to make the rings look different, some kind of solar storm events, something radioactive maybe i don't know how it works but but the theory was it was a supernova because there's something called the anglo-saxon chronicle which i almost imagine is like kind of a, a ye old newspaper from 775 but that's not it's it's ye more of tabloid. a yes yes it's a tabloid uh no i, I looked it up it looks like more of a, a manuscript from like a hundred years later detailing in, information about the different years it makes some reference to a uh red crucifix in the heavens that year. So 
um, they, they, they theorize as a supernova. So basically they can tell, which is really cool. They could look at this wood and they can tell when that was, and then they can, um, you know, they can move forward however many years. And it sounds like it's, it's pretty accurate. I'd be surprised. It could be a year or two off, but I'd be, I, I don't think it would be 20 years because if it was 20 years, they wouldn't be like, well, this thing happened in seven, seven, five. And, you know, so, um, so yeah, uh, that's, uh, that's pretty neat. And so this is something that, you know, I guess you could only do with what, like when the wood was, was chopped or, <laughs> I don't well, really yeah. Understand. So, so, so rings would continually to be accrued until the tree stopped growing, and gotcha. and if it yeah. died of of natural causes, then presumably you know it, it wouldn't be preserved unless unless we were talking like petrified wood here. So, uh, it it seems likely that you know the 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 final rings were when it was chopped down for building their structures. Hmm. Um, and, and it seems unlikely that they that there was you know a large lumber yard where it had been curing for decades, oh, uh, sure. and they bought it off the locals or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, what about carbon dating? Like, how does that work? I, I, I mean, I, I'm not assuming you know, but is that similar to this? I I, I have not read up on it uh, recently, but my understanding is that there are different isotopes of carbon, um, and depending on the ratio of I think it's carbon 12 to carbon 14, you can determine how long ago. Uh, that that formerly living uh, material ceased to uh, continue its its okay. you know regular respirations. So it's something you're. It's the countdown from when something stops respirating. Right. Yeah. Something. So I I think I think there's okay. naturally a certain amount of carbon fourteen and it decays into carbon twelve or or maybe it's vice versa and and that ratio can tell you. Uh, roughly how how long ago that occurred. Um, but right. I think and 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 the, I'm. I'm that's that's the very you know high level version of it. Um, I, there are various types of of radiocarbon dating which have you know different levels of precision and are are, are viable for for different age ranges, um, and and you know you, like I said come come with different levels of precision. So uh, that that's part of why I was a little surprised that they could, they could narrow this down to a single year because I I don't believe you can do that with radiocarbon dating. That usually okay. it's to a much much wider uh, potential band. Um, but but if you're d- doing things like you know, was this uh, was this fossil from the uh, the Cretaceous or the Jurassic? Uh, then you you've you're, you're working with tens or hundreds of millions, millions of years. years for each of those periods anyway. So you, you're not too worried about whether you're within plus or minus five years. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So we learn about dating here, uh, and uh, and we learn a little bit about the Vikings. That's cool. Um, well, you mentioned there were a lot of headlines about who discovered America. Yeah, that gets kind of right. Well, and and I wonder if that's almost entirely due to the fact that we just uh, we recently celebrated uh, Columbus Day uh, in some places uh, observed as uh, Indigenous Peoples Day, and in Canada observed uh, as Canadian Thanksgiving. Uh, so there, there's there's been a lot of uh you know columbus bad discussion going on and so some people i think were were overjoyed to find out that oh columbus wasn't actually the first person the the first first european to discover the americas um which it it sounds like from from reading into the details on on some of these articles that that maybe there was no didn't we all learn this very early on that that was my thought yeah I, i i thought it was pretty pretty widely accepted that the vikings got here first um there's there's the the complication that 
it wasn't a the, the settlement didn't survive so it wasn't like columbus arrived and there were a bunch of you know blonde hair blue-eyed guys sitting on the beach uh you know off, yeah. off, you know pl- playing uh, volleyball and and offering him a drink and it didn't actually cause europe to start right coming there's, in droves. there's there's a lack of of uh reliable documentation from those viking settlers uh and it's it sounds like this is the first confirmation of of uh you know confirmed dating that that lines up with that story but uh, it, it seemed like a, a, a you know, r slash uh, I am very smart take to to be all oh, this 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 proves that Columbus discovered America because I, I think we kind of all knew that already. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, but maybe not. Um, I think I think it's about the um, the impact of the Columbus voyage more than the actual first aspect of it. Right, and 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 I I, I don't want to drag us into the. The politics of of right, I just think was impact. Columbus impact is a, good or is bad? Should neutral. we be celebrating Columbus Day or not? But but yes, the uh, the Viking settlements did not stick, uh, and it did not result in a a large European population uh, or a large migration of Europeans to the quote unquote New World uh, in the way that the uh, Spanish expedition in 1492 did. Here's something I always wonder about. And I know I, I think I had a discussion about some with someone about this who's more knowledgeable than me because I can't really work this out. But like, it's possible that other people made this transatlantic journey in either direction um, before Columbus. And aside from the Vikings, it's just nobody knows about it because it was a one-off, you know, thing. Um, however. Is that really possible? I mean, if something like that happened, would it have had to have been a a large, well-funded effort, or could it have just happened with, you know, somebody getting off course and then through some stroke of luck surviving the journey? Uh, I don't know the answer to that, but it's 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 fun to think about sometimes. Yeah, well, and and, and I think uh, we 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 lose track of how small columbus's expedition actually was i mean yes it was three ships and yes it was funded by the crown uh but but these were relatively small uh small ships uh, and and uh you know at least the the uh elementary school version is is that uh you know he was he was looking for china uh and and lucked out that there was something else in between there cuz he certainly wouldn't have made it um <laughs> but but yeah there's 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 a certain amount of of uh luck and and maybe not literally being blown off course but uh arriving not exactly where you expected that i i think uh some of these uh viking expeditions on the north atlantic may have had had similar uh similar impacts i i don't know that they were necessarily looking for the new world as much as they were you know just trying to to leapfrog from you know greenland and iceland to see what else they could find out what's there. the next greenland yeah you know if you like Greenland, there's got to be a greener land. There's a wine land. <laughs> there's Iceland, and then there's Greenland. And then if you think Greenland is not good enough, there is a wine land. <laughs> so, uh... I mean, not, not unlike uh, American settlers who, who kept moving further and further out west uh, when yeah. in, into the interior, uh, just a, a lot wetter. Right. Yeah, yeah. All right. So back to the present. Moving on from the Vikings. Back to the present. No, okay, so this is an update from Brian Armstrong, CEO of Coinbase. He tweeted, 
It's been about a year since my mission-focused blog post. It wasn't easy to go through at the time, but looking back, it turned out to be one of the most positive changes I've made at Coinbase, and I'd recommend it to others. This sounds very, if you don't know the backstory, this just sounds very, you know, uh, just, a, just a very... Well, and we did talk t- about this on the we show, did. didn't we? Yes, what yes, episode yes. was that? Uh, it was 139. Actually, that's fascinating. So the Vikings was 138, right? Huh. And... Um, and this this story was 139. Okay, so that's pretty interesting. Um, so it's almost like we are uh, we're doing like year updates on things that we did a year ago. So okay, I, uh, here's what happened a year ago. Brian Armstrong is the CEO of Coinbase, uh, a very big public company that you could keep you could store your Bitcoin well, and Ethereum. When, and all when you say Coinbase. big, uh, in terms of staff, they were not that large. No, in terms of staff, they're not that large. Okay, but they're a public company and very valuable. High valuation, I guess. Billions right. Of it's, dollars. it's 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 yeah. not a you know rinky dink uh, you know garage startup. Uh, yeah. It's it's uh, it's not Facebook either. It's not you know, or Twitter. <laughs> right. It's, it's, right. Yeah. It's got it, it's got. I think it's like the staff will know each other. It's probably hundreds, um, not thousands and thousands. But anyway, they published a blog post last year saying that uh, the company will be mission focused. So okay, that sounds like bland corporate speak. You're like, why do I care? Uh, someone comes out, we're mission focused. Is like, you know, if you get a letter, it's like, throw it in the garbage. But it was actually very controversial because it didn't allow employees to use the company as a vessel for their political activism, which is what they had been doing. Right. And, and to think back to a year ago uh, from, from now, uh, it, yeah. it wasn't quite the peak of uh, the BLM movement, but it was, it was very much uh, Swimming in that current oh, yeah, that's that, that true. this occurred, um, um, and 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 it's I would expect uh, I I don't remember how how much detail we went into at the time, but I, I expect that that certainly played a significant uh, role in in driving this decision. Is is that and other uh, events and movements politicizing the workplace? Yeah, so it's like it's a huge. Um, it, it was like a huge like liability for them. There's a big. Pe- big hit piece in the New York Times that claims that uh, Coinbase is a big culture problem. And, you know, that's what, you know, people tell me sometimes, oh, Coinbase, don't they have a cultural problem there? Like, you know, because people, it's just sort of, that's the rumor now, right? Right. Because they created these rumors. Um, But yeah, I could see what they mean. People using the company as a vessel for their political activism, like Foursquare, where I just left, there's a Slack channel called Radical Book Club, where, uh, you know, as far as I can tell, it's employees who are, yes, they read books, but <laughs> they're basically using the uh, the company social network and at times like the, the company products and mouthpieces to figure out how can we bring, uh, how can we bring socialism to the world uh, or equity or, or whatever it is. And it's like, huh, that's not really what I want to see, but I got to see that. And sometimes even like the COVID channel and the New York City channel, they get very political on Slack. Um, but I mean, I guess I recorded some podcast episodes in the office, so I did advocate for some positions there and technically (laughs) use it, but I feel like it's a little different because that's kind of more private versus, um, that was, uh, some of the stuff got into like, um, I have to tell every coworker about it and we've got to like put this in company communications and things like that. So bigger deal, I think. Um, so anyway, how's it going? He claims it's working well. Um, I say he claims it's working well. I think he's probably right, but let's see what he 
let's see what he says. Uh, he says that the team, a year on, the team is just as diverse as it was before, if not more. Um, and usually when they say their diversity stats, this is something all the tech companies have now. It's the, the diversity stats is almost always race and gender. It's not the Steve Jobs type of diversity that we talk about in episode 194, right. which is like diversity of uh, experience. Um, but, but he said, but even even given that, uh, I, I think it's a uh, an important data point because when this was happening, uh, the accusation was that this is going to cause an exodus of everybody except the white supremacists who want to keep working there. White. Uh, and and the one white supremacist who's uh, closeted and works there. Yeah, I, I I think we can say that that assuming that his his stats are are accurate, which I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt there, uh, that that's provably has not happened. Yeah. Yeah, he said he got a positive reaction from the employees. Um, um, he did say something. He said like a lot of people spoke to him in private saying, thank you for doing this. This was getting really annoying, uh, which I can totally see. Um, he also put something in there about the uh, heroic efforts of the employees who, uh, who, who stayed and for a short time had to pick up the slack by working extra hard like nights and weekends. And I'm like, ah, oh, that doesn't sound like fun. Uh, but, uh, okay. Maybe uh, it's always a little, uh, but okay. Uh, thank you for doing that, I guess. Uh, but, um, do, do you recall what the, uh, the attrition rate was? Because the other big piece of this was that when they made this announcement, didn't he offer a pretty, uh, generous or, or at least a, a very reasonable buyout package to anyone who, who wanted to leave or, or, or am I yeah. confusing this with, uh, with the base camp? Situation. No, I think he did too. I think it was like six months. Yeah, that, that, that was my recollection. That, that was mine too. I, I mean, I'm not 100% sure, but I think that was was. And I think I, they lost maybe 5 to 10%. Okay. Yeah, um, I, I couldn't remember what the percentages was. And, and yeah, they yeah, got lose, them back. Losing 5 to 10% uh, will, will certainly have an impact, especially uh, you know, in the midst of the pandemic when things were probably already a little bit tight to begin with. Um, but it's, it, it certainly could have been and was uh, forecasted to be a lot worse by all all the uh, all the yeah. commentators looking at the scenario there. It's interesting. I feel like all the times that I like, you know, have these big disagreements at work. It's not like the leadership says do X, and I'm like, you know, I don't want to do X. I want to do Y. It's more like the leadership is vague, uh, but they have a certain mission, and then middle management says do X, and I'm like, no, I think what they actually want us to do is Y. So that's what I'm doing. So that's where the, a lot of the fighting comes in, and so I think that. Um, by by cleaning this up, um, they they really clarified for people what they're supposed to be doing, and I think that really helps. Um, so yeah, there's that. I, I I'm I'm glad we were worried, not worried. We were curious last year as to how this was going to turn out, and so far, it actually looks pretty good. And it, you know, the first month it looked kind of rough. It looked like you know they were getting hit on by the New York right. Times and all that. So uh, it turns out. Don't be afraid of the New York Times uh, as much as uh, as much as it could be scary if they're coming after you. So, so the the other one to watch at the one year mark will be see like like we said with Basecamp how how they're faring. Yeah, that uh, was a that tougher. Was, yeah, that that felt a lot more um, in the public eye and 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 more uh, more turbulent. Um, but but again, we'll we'll see how that shakes out. The the other speculation we had when this happened with Coinbase and 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 again with Basecamp. Uh, was how how many other other companies are going to follow suit? You know, will 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 the fact that they've been able to pull this off, and and at least in the case of of Coinbase, uh, it seems to have been uh, a successful, positive outcome for them. Uh, will others follow that lead, follow that signal? 
I, I'm not aware of any major cases no. of that happening other than these two. Um, but, but that yeah. doesn't mean that it's, that it isn't happening. It just means it hasn't, hasn't made the news. It hasn't uh, resulted in New York times op-eds. It would have to be like a, um, yeah, it, you're right. If it's just these two and then we go several years and nothing happens, then it was just kind of a one-off. Although it might have kind of stemmed the tide of increasing activism at work. You know, it was just getting more and more and more. But, it, that's possible. And, and it may, it may be, or at least maybe emboldening some companies to, to strengthen their, their policies on this a little bit, but not necessarily to go as, as, as boldly as, as these two companies. Right. Have. Or at but least tell, tell people what they should be do what they want them to be doing. Right. To get, give more clarity yeah. that that's, that's very possible, but also would be much, much more difficult to track, uh, and, mm. and to measure. Um, it, it, it makes it real easy and clean uh, to, to tally up the numbers when when you get a definitive statement from, you know, from the CEO or or from the the management team like this. Yeah, yeah. All right. But something to watch. So if that story wasn't right wing enough, we've got a <laughs> Trump book or or Trump Twitter. How do you make a Trump Twitter? Uh, I I I I'm Twitter. Tr- when you put this so, in the show notes, I was confused because I thought Trump was was uh, releasing a new book, which I hadn't heard anything about. Um, yeah, you're but, right. That doesn't face face Trump face. No, uh, it doesn't work. Anyway, it, th- th- this uh, this Trump media social network thing is called Truth Social. Um, so this this is now we're jumping to the Wall Street Journal now, but we're we're we're, we're you know. We're grabbing from the big papers. Where's my stories from the post? There's no stories in the post today. Woe is us. We're, we're, okay. we're, we're being much more serious and high class than your post today. <laughs> I, you know what? When this show makes it big, we will have our post delivered and it will be right here in the middle of the table <laughs> every time. We do need a staff, I think. Uh, you know, I think we need someone to come in and keep us organized and, uh, you know, do some research for us. I feel like that would make our lives a lot easier here. Um, well, the child labor laws prohibit me from offering up my children at this point. Okay. Well, maybe maybe in New Hampshire that's okay. Maybe you could move a couple towns north, and maybe New Hampshire will change their their child labor laws. Uh, that could be likely. Um, or maybe you could just drive them here, and then they're free to work. That's, <laughs> there's nothing we can do. <laughs> um, you you, you will pay them in snacks. Yeah. Uh, so, the Wall Street Journal. Right. Right. Okay. So. Former President Donald Trump's planned digital media venture could quickly become a serious competitor in a crowded field of right-leaning sites and social networks, thanks to Mr. Trump's prominence and online following. Um, uh, it has a quote from him, but now I'm going to do the voice. Okay, I'm just going to say it, but okay. Everyone asks me, why doesn't someone stand up to big tech? Well, we will be soon, Mr. Trump, the chairman of Trump Media. and Oh, nobody knows what he is. Who's, who's Mr. Trump? We got to explain who he is. All right. Said in a statement Wednesday, uh, the deal wouldn't affect his ability to run for the White House again in 2024 if he chooses. Hold on. I'm still amazed that the Wall Street Journal's tagline for him is Mr. Trump, comma, the chairman of Trump Media and Technology Group. That must be well, some journalistic. Let's, let's be generous. Yeah. Uh, no, normally, well, did they, did they say in a previous sentence, former President Trump? Oh, yes, they did. So, so they already called that out. I, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and assume that they're just clarifying that uh, not only is is he 
involved in this venture, but yeah. that this is his specific role within. So the he's going to be the chairman of this thing, Trump Media and Technology Group. Okay, it's which a, which sounds like that's confusing. potentially a new company because was, yeah. Um, what what what? I'm blanking on the name of of the the Trump businesses overarching uh, corporation. I'm assuming the the Trump Empire has. has yeah, I I don't know. But, but whatever the thing was that he wasn't supposed to be running when he was in <laughs> in the White House that, yeah. that the, his sons were were overseeing. Okay, so the deal wouldn't affect his ability to run for the White House in 2024. There are no laws preventing him from continuing to run our own businesses while he's a presidential candidate uh, or serve as president if he wins another term. Okay, um, Truth Social. Um, So, so there was a quote I threw in there. Yeah, yeah. There's a quote um, you threw in. What's let, that? Let me from? give some backstory. So, yeah. um, there, there was there were some comments made, some some parallels drawn uh, that that this the social network is being called Truth, right. um, which uh, given how much discussion there was of uh, of Russian collusion back in 2016, uh, had some echoes with uh, a a certain. Uh, journalistic uh, enterprise in Soviet Russia uh, that that the older listeners among us might be familiar with Pravda uh, which which literally translates uh, to as truth uh, I just know it as people say like oh you know Pravda would be proud at what the mainstream right. media is doing right so, now. so so that was actually the the state media outlet um, yeah and and there there were there were I two CNN compared to Pravda there, there were two media outlets in, in the Soviet Union at that point. And I think technically one was run by the state and one was run by the Communist Party or something. Okay. And, and Pravda. So, yes, so there I was, see it here. There was Pravda and, and I, I don't know how to pronounce it. Isvestia? That sounds, that's how it that sounds. sounds right. Yeah. yeah sounds... Uh, so so Pravda was truth and Isvestia was news. And and the uh, the the witty saying was that there's there's no truth in Pravda and there's no news in Is, Isvestia. Uh, that... that, that the the fact that they had to call it that means that it's probably the opposite, uh, and and there the, there's there's been some similar uh, witty takes on Trump's uh, attempt to enter the social media market. That if they're calling it truth, really? Well, I mean, yes, but then there's also the fact checkers in you know in 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 the in like on like Twitter and Facebook that say you can't say there's a lab leak and all that, which is. Anyway, let's uh, let's let's go on. We're, we're gonna uh, let's, force let's, ourselves. Let's drill down to the actual content. No, here. no, because we're gonna force ourselves. I'm gonna force you to make a uh, on the record oh. uh, uh, predictions. <laughs> so the company didn't disclose many details about the look and feel of Truth Social, which is expected to become available to select users next month and launch broadly early next year. Screenshots of the mobile app from a company presentation in Apple Inc.'s App Store. Ooh, I wonder how long that'll last. Show a user <laughs> interface very similar to that of Twitter and other social media platforms. So, um, okay, so is is there much about the backbone? Because I I heard, I I saw somewhere that that maybe it was uh, somehow tied to Mastodon, uh, but I I don't oh, know that if that's actually true. Let, I'm going to do a quick search on that because we didn't search social Mastodon because if it's part yeah. of Mastodon, that's kind of a big so deal. so on the one hand if. Uh, if this is a typical Trump enterprise, uh, it wouldn't surprise me that they haven't thought this through at all and are just kind of winging it and it, yeah. it's going to end at Four Seasons uh, Lawn Care. Oh, yeah. So Mastodon's founder says Trump's new social network is just Mastodon. Truth Social, <laughs> which, well, wait a minute, is seemingly using Mastodon's code base without credit. Mm. 
I don't know. I mean, isn't the whole idea of Mastodon that it's like federated so anyone can can, can Yeah, so I, I I I don't know enough about exactly what uh Truth Social is doing here or or about how Mastodon is is supposed to work. Yeah. Um it, it's it's possible that they're just trying to distance themselves from Trump because uh tying their their themselves to his bandwagon probably wouldn't be great for the brand. Um it's I, I'd like to think that if the people behind uh, Truth Social are actually serious about this, that they've given some the some some significant thought to you know what happened to was a parlor, um, yeah. and and other social media, and so they're trying to make it as as resilient and robust as possible, and not dependent on uh, you know the whims of payment processors or you know Amazon yes. Web Services or yeah. or other things that could pull the rug out from under them, and that maybe looking to Mastodon was a, a, a first step in that right direction. But I, I I wouldn't bet money on them doing it right. <laughs> right, like it it seems like it's just a clone, and I'm a little bit like I, I guess the question I have written here: What do we think successful? What will this look like? Um, the Wall Street Journal is worried about competition from the other kind of related, like the Blaze and Daily Wire. I don't think that's a problem. I think they all kind of link together just fine. Well, uh, but if we're talking I, about Blaze and Daily Wire, those those are, are media outlets, right. less social. Uh, well, or, or, I think the idea is this is also Because there be was media. all sorts of talk about yeah. when, when he was uh, in the process of leaving the White House that he was going to start a new a new media empire, you know, Trump News. And so maybe this is, is a a merger of those two ideas. Right. So I don't I don't think this replaces Twitter. I think Twitter had a role in creating it in that they banned Trump. Um, but um, I think it will avoid some of the mistakes of Parler and Gab. Uh, well, Gab is terrible because they just, you, you saw those anti-Semitic tweets uh, that they put out and uh, then deleted. And then it, it, it's the, but anyway, and Gab also runs the Mastodon code base, but Mastod, the rest of the Federation has blocked them off. Um, so, uh, they're, so they're a, embargoed. They're basically embargoed. Yeah. Um, so, um, now I don't think it sounds like they're cloning the code. They're not actually trying to join the Federation here. So hmm. it's not, it's maybe they, they probably should, but, but they're, but I guess they're not. Um, so I don't think they're trying to do anything clever. Technically, they're just trying to take something that exists and building a, it's it's going to be kind of a cross between like a Twitter and a, a media outlet, I think, uh, because the the, be the challenge to answering to, your question. I, I, it's not going to be. Uh, I I think it could be impactful. It's not going to be like. Uh, it's not going to challenge big tech, but it could be impactful on the periphery and provide an outlet to Donald Trump, for which, admit it, there is going to be a large uh, uh, demand for. Well, yeah. So, so no matter where Donald Trump ends up, if if he is uh, regularly putting out uh, press releases or or whatever format his musings are going to take, uh, there there are a lot of people uh, whose whose business card says journalist that are going to be following that very closely. Um, it, it, it seems like he's found the um, the formula because he he criticized Colin Powell uh, as part of his eulogy, which or, or obituary, which uh, it worked for him with McCain. So uh, that it seems like he's repeating that, and uh, maybe not a very nice thing to do, but uh, also, you know, it's it's the one way to break through there. Well, I'll I'll, I'll say one thing for 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 Donald J. Trump. Yeah. Uh, when when he finds something that that he thinks works, uh, 
he he hammers that over yeah. and over again. Um, you know, it's it, you, you saw it with the nicknames that he'll he'll try a couple until he gets something that that gets a reaction from the crowd, and right. then that will stick. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and he will use it over and over again. Uh, it's so, like crooked Joe. No, <laughs> sleepy Joe. Sleepy Joe. That's a good one. He, he, like like most stand up comics, uh, and 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 maybe he isn't that far off from from that in, in his professional sense. He 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 tries out his material in a small venue. He workshops it a little bit, and then when he gets it good good and going, when he's got a you know a, a, a tight tight fifteen minutes, he takes that on the road and he runs with it. Great. All right. So so I think I gave my prediction on, on how this is going to look. Um, well, I'm I'm going to hedge because yeah. uh, you, the 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 general question you asked was you know will it be successful and I don't know what success looks like for this. Right. I mean, are we just talking like will it still be around in in a year's time? Yeah, um, I, I I put decent odds on that. Uh, I, I I think you're right to say that it's it's not going to supplant any of the uh, major. It's certainly not the the quote mainstream uh, social media. We're not we're not going to see Facebook uh, or Twitter. Or, or uh, I don't know, Instagram quaking in their boots over this. This yeah. isn't going to supplant them. Uh, it might give you know Gab or MeWe or or uh, is, is Parlor actually back up and running now? Uh, yeah, but I don't think it's it, very big. It, it, it might it might give some of those a run it, for their I, money, but, Getter, but I think yeah, I, I I haven't been following it that closely, but and it, Mastodon itself too. I mean, yeah, it, but. He 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 brings a lot of of you know name recognition and notoriety, and he could he could theoretically jumpstart some network effects. Uh, but but I don't think it, even if it, if it has a massive success, it's going to be a massive success in a niche area of the social media market. Yeah, he's not thinking in terms of like a, a tech investor or a VC. Yeah, in I, terms I, I of think like this the, is much more valuable in that it it allows him to have a platform that. Uh, Everybody else is going to be talking about whatever is said there, even yeah. if even if membership is is literally you know his ten thousand biggest donors slash closest friends and all the news people who want to know what's going on there. I think what um, what what Donald Trump does a lot in his career is he tries a lot of different things, um, and some of them stick. Like you know, a, a lot of Trump Trump. Critics like to point out like everything he does goes bankrupt, but Trump that's stakes. not true. Yeah, but it's just like it, it's not true. There's a lot of things you could point out to that didn't work, but it's kind of part of the the process. So this could be just one thing that he throws against the wall that then next month we could find. Actually, he's not doing that. He's doing this other thing. So that's totally possible. Yeah. Um, well, the the other angle of this is is the um, financial uh, piece of it, which uh, I, I I guess. This what 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 was the name of of the company of which he's the uh, the chairman? Oh, uh, the, the he's Trump the Media something. Trump Media and Technology Group. Yeah. So so uh, the the Truth Social or, or I don't know if it's Trump Media and Technology Group or specifically Truth Social. Uh, one of those is being has, has been brought public through a SPAC, a special ap- acquisition corporation, um, which means that that now you can buy and and sell shares in it. Um, it's it's got a acronym name that that has nothing to do with Trump, um, because the way those are set up is basically they're they're empty shells, and then you slot a company into them later. Um, but uh, I, I don't know if we talked a, a little bit about SPACs before. The the no. the, the, the controversy we, on them is yeah. is that 
it, it allows. Probably do a whole episode on. Oh that. yeah, yeah. I'm, there's there's a lot to be said there. Yeah, but yeah. but the 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 main thing is that it, it's kind of a, a an end run or or you know a way to kind of go under the radar. You don't have to go through the normal IPO process because you've got a company that's already done all that legwork and is ready for you to show up. They you know you merge with them or they buy you and then take that public. Um, so so there's been some talk. You know, is this a, a get rich quick scam slash money laundering for the Trump organization, a way for them to, to just pump some money into their coffers by taking what, what, what they're going to fold in a couple of months as, as a failed, uh, you know, social media technology venture. Uh, but, but after they've all sold off all their stock and made their millions, um, to, to which my initial response was, and how is that different than every other SPAC? Um, other, other than the fact that, uh, there's, there's a, you know, uh, Hollywood villain uh, at at the helm here, in 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 the in in the personage of uh, Donald Trump. All right. Well, this is fascinating, and it's it's um it's going to continue to be the uh, the 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 personalities in the news are um are uh, never never boring in the uh, <laughs> early 2020s here. All right. Uh, to finish the show today, I want to kind of do a little preview of something that I want to talk about in the future. Uh, in an effort to witness the development of my thinking on technical products, I want to go back to a three-part blog post that I wrote all the way back in 2016 called Passive Computing. And this was in the heyday of chatbots when I was working on the MarsBot application, which was a chatbot at the time. Before and, MarsBot audio. Yeah. And it was almost two years before I started this podcast, Local Maximum. Uh, and I actually started the blog post with Chris Dixon's observation, who's a, a venture capitalist, his observation that there are in big tech investor, important tech investor, insightful one. Uh, his observation- Has he been on the podcast before? No, I'm trying to get, I really <laughs> want him on the podcast, but uh, we'll see. He, he might be um, he might be too big for me. Um, but his observation is that there are errors in computing, such as like the mobile era and the- um, broadband era and all that. And so I wanted to dream up a new era. What's next? So I called it passive computing. And the idea is where there are agents in the background, uh, you agree to it, which look out for your interest and turn on when needed. Um, and it was written. It's really interesting. I just kind of want to read it and we should respond to each paragraph in real time. That's how I see this going. It's written. It, it's good. It's written with such a naivete of 2016. It's like, <laughs> wow, technology enables me to do so many things at once and be so much, so much more productive, which uh, now doesn't feel uh, as good anymore. But um, I think it, at one point I predicted the AirPods. So that's pretty cool. Um, but um, yeah, I, I'd like to go through that soon. And uh, I think there's a, a lot we can learn about that. And we could see how smart I used to be. So that's, uh, that, that's going to be fun. Um, all right. So usually we have a theme. I don't think we really have a theme today because how are you going to pull together Vikings and Trump and Coinbase and all that? That's I mean, a- you, the, the, the only, uh, thread through that is, is, uh, Maybe some some right of center ideology there because uh, you, Vikings. You you can say that oh, the God. Vikings are are a uh, a thing that that people on the uh, the far right like to hang their hat on. Um, it's no fault of the Incorrectly. Vikings, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you look well, at the that, Scandinavia that, today, that was something that uh, oh, what was the name of the book you mentioned? The, oh, was it uh, the Sacred Heart? 
yeah. uh, that I, I think they talk about a, a, a little bit, how the, the misappropriation of, of much of that culture, that there's, right. there's a, a lot for, for uh, you know, descendants of, of that lineage to be I think proud it's just of. Viking heart. And it's think, Viking heart. Yeah. Thank you. That, that is uh, not necessarily the thing that a lot of, uh, you know, skinheads and people getting uh, uh, Norse tattoos uh, are, are, are ascribing to. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I listened to an interview um, of, of the author, and he was talking about how, like, the, um, the, the far right, the Nazis in, like, the 1930s could not get a foothold in Scandinavia, and they thought it, they thought they would be able to, but, you know, they, they weren't able to. But anyway, I don't think that's a different kind of right than, uh, <laughs> how is that, you see, this is the problem where they're like, the right wing includes a company saying that they don't want people doing politics on, on uh, company time and the well, like neo-fascist they're two totally different things somewhere and just say yeah. everything on this side of it is everyone is, is not a socialist right then <laughs> you, you you tend to lump some things together that would not necessarily be considered the same yeah no i i i i don't like this one i, th- I think i want to do a different i want i want to find a different theme <laughs> um i think the theme is just okay i can't include the viking thing on this theme um, other than dating things, um, I don't know, the continuing development of the tech ecosystem and where, uh, where our society is going. I feel like that's what we always talk about, isn't it? it no, but this is a good, this is a, a good example. Theme. This is a good example though. It's like, it's like everything that we're building, all of the connections between humans that, you know, uh, we have in our our large companies, particularly Coinbase, which is a is a cryptocurrency company. It's a Bitcoin company, and um, and our social media, which is both decentralizing and also becoming like, you know, if you start a new cable news channel, you're not inventing new tech. You're just like I think that's kind of the equivalent of what uh, Trump is doing here. He's not inventing new tech. He's just starting a new cable news channel, essentially. Mm. But I feel like um, that action is caused by the development of the ecosystem elsewhere, the politicization of the ecosystem in, in, on Twitter and Facebook and other areas. And so you could see kind of the second, uh, secondary and tertiary effects of the centralization of tech in these news stories. That is the theme. I think that's a good one. I think I nailed it. Now we just have to work the Vikings in there <laughs> or, or, or carbon da- or uh, tree dating and we're all good. But I, I think that was just a, a fun human interest one. So, all right. I think I'm going to declare victory and say, uh, say, and, and, and say we're out. Any, any last thoughts? I'm, I'm, I'm not going to fight you on that. Uh, there's, there's one little news tidbit that I'm going to throw out there, not something we're going to go into depth on today, but something okay. to watch in the future um, is that there's been some talk about uh, – uh, about Facebook uh, and Mark Zuckerberg uh, rebranding the company or the parent company uh, with a focus on the metaverse. Um, and that's, that's something we've talked a little bit ab- about yeah. in the past. And so uh, I'm, I'm going to be keeping an eye on that and seeing whether that actually comes through or if that was just a, a something, you know, a, 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 a test balloon they floated to, to see, see what yeah. people thought of that. But, well, remember when they were going to start a currency, uh, right. Th- that was another one, we well, which, which, is, which is still something being worked on. Just not they're They're not, yeah, it's in way later. Direct control over it as, yeah. as it seemed like they would initially. Yeah. All right. Very cool. Yes, we should definitely look into that. We could probably do a whole episode of the metaverse and a whole episode in SPACs. So you're getting lots of ideas here. So, all right. Thank you so much for being on the show. 
Thanks for joining us today. Have a great week, everyone. That's the show. To support The Local Maximum, sign up for exclusive content and their online community at Maximum.Locals.com. The Local Maximum is available wherever podcasts are found. If you want to keep up, remember to subscribe on your podcast app. Also, check out the website with show notes and additional materials at localmaxradio.com. If you want to contact me, the host, send an email to localmaxradio at gmail.com. Have a great week. Feel the power.